Jack Hughes has been hit with the injury bug, but I don't think any New Jersey Devils fans should be in fear whatsoever. And also, I'm going to do a follow-up from a couple episodes ago in which I talk about the New Jersey Devils and their chances of being Stanley Cup contenders. Now, I'm not talking about being a playoff-caliber team. They're going to make the playoffs, but can they win it all? Are they ready? There's a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Before we get down to business, I have an important announcement to share. Today is my 600th episode over at the Locked On Podcast Network. So I've been covering the New Jersey Devils for the last couple of years, and I finally hit uh, six century marks. So I just want to thank you guys for uh, making this show great for your viewership on YouTube, your listenership on a podcast streaming service. So even though it is my 600th episode, I'm not going to be celebrating it today. So I'm going to do a belated celebration because as you guys know, for uh, special episodes like 600 or when I did 500, had Cam Jensen, 300, Bryce Salvador, 200, so a tinker, whatever the case might be. It's a Locked On Devils tradition to have a guest star appear on the show and basically do an open hockey discussion, or whatever the case might be. So, uh, like I said, 600th episode today, but it's going to be a belated celebration. But I just wanted to thank you guys for sticking by my side uh, through thick and thin, thin and thinner. There is no show without your support. So, let's get down to business. So, we have some news in regards to Jack Hughes. Now, what happened exactly? Well, a couple practices ago, he decided to take an off day due to uh, maintenance because he was experiencing some soreness on his upper body and this time around we have another update in regards to a situation and amanda stein i uh, broke the news to everyone saying that jack hughes is on the ice for a new jersey devils practice after taking a day off yesterday for upper body soreness however she followed up on it soon after and revealed that jack hughes left practice early because uh, once again, he was dealing with that upper body soreness. And Lindy Ruff revealed that they're just going to see uh, how he feels moving forward and just go from there. So basically, there's no official news as to what Jack Hughes is dealing with and uh, the severity of it. But I'm going to give you my thoughts. So first and foremost, it's soreness. So I, if I had to make an educated guess, I think it's just something that's just been lingering him the last few days. Because I said it uh, a couple episodes ago that he was pretty much the only player on the Devils roster to not take an off day during the All-Star break because he was obviously competing in the games. He has to train for that. He competed in some of the other festives. So overall for Jack Hughes, he's definitely been adding a lot of mileage on his body this year. And it seems like he he has no off day or no time to recovery. So I think uh, taking a maintenance day a couple days ago was the smart approach. And obviously this time around, he was able to participate briefly in practice before leaving the rink. So I just think that if he was able to suit up, if he felt like he was good to go initially, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. And as we all know, that usually the New Jersey Devils and other teams around the NHL, they're a little, how would I say it? They, when it comes to injuries, they tend to 
uh, underestimate the circumstance. So obviously at the beginning of the year, Nico Heischer, he was dealing with something and it actually turned out to be a little more serious than what the Devils were leading on. Thus, Nico Heischer missed the first game of the year against the Philadelphia Flyers. But I think for Jack Hughes, uh, the worst that can come out of this is that he's probably just going to be day to day and at worst case scenario, probably week to week. But it's just upper body soreness. Like I said, I think it's just a lot of mileage he's had to deal with. And when looking at the schedule ahead for New Jersey Devils, obviously you got the Seattle Kraken and the Minnesota Wild. So those are two teams that can definitely give the New Jersey Devils a run for their money. Seattle Kraken more than the Wild and the Wild are starting to come alive and they've obviously have picked it up as the season uh, progressed. So Minnesota Wild, that could be a little bit of a concern, but then you got the Columbus Blue Jackets, the St. Louis Blues, and those are two teams that you don't really worry about. I know we lost our previous matchup against the St. Louis Blues, but uh, that was during a rough stretch of home games for the Devils. So I'm not really too concerned in that regard. And then the Penguins and Jets, obviously you would want Jack Hughes back for the Winnipeg Jets game. And then you got the Canadians and then you got the Kings and then the Flyers. So uh, the schedule, there's obviously some teams that can definitely be somewhat of a challenge for the Devils because uh, we lost our previous matchup against the Seattle Kraken uh, in Seattle. And we saw that the Seattle Kraken were getting a lot of shots on Mackenzie Blackwood. So you would uh, hypothetically would want someone like Jack Hughes onto the rink just because uh, Jack Hughes can also run up the shots on goal category. And uh, for the Minnesota Wild, we haven't played them yet this year. So I don't really know what to expect from them. And then uh, moving forward, the, the schedule isn't all that difficult for Devils. So I would expect for them to, uh, the, during these next like five or so games, to have obviously more wins in the win column. But nonetheless, that's just worst case scenario for Jack Hughes. Uh, I don't think it's anything to panic about. I don't think anyone was panicking in the first place, but it is news related. And I just wanted to share my input on his upper body soreness and how the devils will handle it moving forward. So we're going to talk about a controversial subject. And no, we're not going to be talking about the San Jose Sharks. We're going to be talking about the New Jersey Devils and their chances to become title contenders. Because I put out an episode a couple days ago and I said, are the New Jersey Devils actually legitimate title contenders or what's the situation? And I tweeted about it when I was promoting the episode, kind of uh, caused some backlash. And I was just like, you know what, let's do a full fledged episode because it's been a while since I touched on the subject. So the main question, what are the New Jersey Devils title chances now? Going back to that episode that I published a few days ago, I took a snippet from Pucks and Pitchforks. And, and no, I didn't write the article, but I found the snippet quite compelling. And it does raise an important question. So the background of the article was basically saying that the New Jersey Devils don't need to make a splashy move. And especially saying it's like, are they legitimately the favorites to win the Stanley Cup? So uh, to, to give you guys a refresher, here's what the article stated. It said, the risk here is that the Devils will compete hard with the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers for positioning all season long. Whether they get Meyer or not, the Metropolitan Division will be a slog. Should the Devils spend big assets for a season when they may not be ready to be uh, truly competitive for a title? Is this really a Stanley Cup-level team? It's a legitimate question. Despite playing like one of the top teams in the league, this team has very little playoff experience. Jack Hughes never played in the postseason. Nico Heischer hasn't done so since he was a rookie. Countless players on this team have never seen life after 82 games. That could lead to a hard lesson in the postseason. So that does raise an interesting point because are we a playoff team? No ands, ifs, or buts about it. 
but are we Stanley Cup contenders? That's the question mark I have. So basically, that's what I want people to decipher when I talk about being uh, contenders because we're a playoff team. I'm not going to deny that. And barring anything catastrophic happening, the Devils are going to be going to the playoffs. But the thing is, is like, are we a Stanley Cup team? Now, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to uh, before the start of puck drop to begin the new year. What were your expectations going into the season? Like realistically, because my expectations were fringe wildcard team, but everything would have to go correctly. So I'm talking about that. Dougie Hamilton would have to have a bounce back year, and he's done so on the offensive side of things. And then for Jack Hughes, can he stay healthy because he missed a good chunk of the season last year? Same with Nico Heischer a couple seasons prior when Nico Heischer missed two-thirds of the 56-game uh, COVID season. So that was uh, the big question mark, which is can our main assets stay on the rink for an extended period of time, including Mackenzie Blackwood? So I was just like, with the roster currently constructed, I said the New Jersey Devils could definitely – uh, maybe be a surprising team, maybe be that dark horse team, maybe a team you don't really pay that much attention to, but at the same time, a team you cannot sleep on either. So that that was my m- mindset going into the season. And yes, during the course of the offseason, I'll talk about this momentarily to make another point. The Devils, they, they had high hopes. They were swinging for the fences, and unfortunately, they struck out swinging, and they had to settle for overpaying Andre Palat. And it was just basically like, where do the Devils go from here? Because they got Eric Halla added to the mix. They got Brendan Smith added to the mix. So it was just a matter of like, can they have a big enough impact on a young Devils roster? So when looking at their title chances, my main concern is similar to what the article stated, which is the postseason is a different animal. Okay, so are the Devils a good regular season team? Or are they, are they going to be a good postseason team? Because we're just going to have to wait and see when the postseason rolls around. Because, look, guys, this is the case for a lot of sports, with, I guess, the exception of baseball, because you can actually see what a team does in, like, a three- or a four-game series. Because uh, in baseball, you play the same team, like, four times in a row before you move on to the next team. So baseball is a little different. But for a sport like football, for a sport like basketball, for a sport like hockey – You're playing just one team, and then you move on to the next team. Sometimes you have those home-and-home games, but uh, it's only against like one or two or maybe three teams during the course of the year. So it's kind of hard to determine what can the Devils do in a seven-game series when their season's on the line or whatever case might be. Like, who's going to step up their game? Who's going to come up clutch? Or who's going to fall flat on their face? So the overall thing for Jack Hughes is like, we know he's a good regular season player, but this is going to be his first postseason appearance. So how is he going to uh, handle the pressure come postseason? Because remember during the course of these last couple OT matchups, so first when looking at that game against the Vegas Golden Knights, we saw that the Vegas Golden Knights were cutting off passing lanes and running lanes for Jack Hughes. They were basically smothering him, but luckily Jack Hughes was smart enough to find a wide-open Dougie Hamilton and get the game winner in OT, Devils walk away happy. And then When looking at their just more recent game against the Vancouver Canucks, same circumstance. The Vancouver Canucks, they were doing a good job of keeping up with Jack Hughes and just forcing him into some uncomfortable positions because they didn't want to give Jack Hughes an open lane. So the only person who could stop Jack Hughes during the course of OT was was his brother, Quinn. But remember, Quinn was at the beginning of his shift. Jack Hughes was towards the end. I think fatigue caught up to Jack Hughes a little bit. But nonetheless, like as OT progressed, 
you still saw the Vancouver Canucks. They were smothering Jack Hughes a little bit. So it's just like Jack Hughes, he was able to find Brat on the one-timer. And luckily, Jack Hughes is just a wizard with a puck, and he was able to deliver a no-look pass. And so you got the, the wall pass when he was being shoved into the boards by the Vegas Golden Knights, and then you got the no-look pass against Vancouver Canucks. But basically the point I'm trying to make is that Teams are not going to uh, more, more likely than not when it comes to the postseason. Your main goal is to not make the same mistake twice. So it's just like uh, if you have to play Jack Hughes like uh, in a seven game series and obviously you got to try to win four times. How are you going to like strategize against them and how is Jack Hughes going to adapt to it? Because like I said, the one factor that we have to look at is like how can the Devils handle themselves in a seven game series? Because there's a difference between being a regular season team and a postseason team. Now, when looking at, at something like uh, the, the Stanley Cup, it's just like the Devils are still relatively young. They're still one of the youngest teams in the NHL. And obviously, we, we, we've been uh, seeing a big improvement from our baby big three in Jack Hughes, Nico Keisha, and Jesper Bratt. And that's amazing and all. But my main problem is, are they ready for prime time? That's my overall concern which is like i need you guys to actually sit down and ponder yes the devil's record is is respectable it's really good they're second in the metropolitan division and they're continuing to build up that points cushion but the overall thing is like is this team ready to make that deep of a playoff run and possibly win the stanley cup now let's face it and let's just be realistic here uh, the boston bruins are the favorites to win it and i think right behind them are possibly the carolina hurricanes and uh, I, i'm just i'm just putting that out there but Overall, you should definitely, like I just said minutes ago, do not sleep on the New Jersey Devils and their overall development and what they can provide. So my my main concern or yeah. So when looking at the New Jersey Devils roster, and I discussed this in the previous episode with Jersey Joe, I just don't think they're ready for the Stanley Cup. Like they're close, but they're not quite there yet. And obviously, we're going to see what they're going to do come the trade deadline and then maybe see what they do during the course of the offseason, how Tom Fitzgerald wants to take the organization, because that was my overall question mark, which is what direction are the New Jersey Devils trying to go in? So my main goal for Devils come the playoffs is to just not get knocked out in the first round, try to make it past first round and then go from there because I want the Devils to actually be somewhat competitive in the playoffs because the last time that they were actually competitive in the playoffs was back in 2012 when they made their Stanley Cup Finals run. But, and back in 2018, they basically got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning because they lost uh, four games to one. And remember, that was Taylor Hall's MVP year. And, and we're talking about Jack Hughes having an MVP type of year. So I don't want to repeat of 2018. So that's my ultimate goal for them. So some people might say win the Stanley Cup, get it to get to the semifinals, whatever the case might be. My main goal is just get out of the first round and go from there. Because if you make it out of the first round, the Devils have already shattered expectations. So shatter them even more by getting out the first round. And then come next year, you'll be a legitimate playoff uh, uh, caliber team that can make a deep run and win the Stanley Cup. Because my my main problem with the Devils is that they have lack of experience, and obviously that's why you have people like Andre Pilat, Eric Holla, Brendan Smith, and obviously Dougie Hamilton has had his fair share of playoff runs with the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Boston Bruins, uh, what uh, Calgary Flames, whatever the case might be. So Dougie Hamilton knows a thing or two about the playoffs as well. But my thing is, like, our main contributors in Jack Hughes, Jesper Brad, and Nico Keisher, to an extent, they don't have that experience. 
So that's where my concern lies. And then it leads into the next big question, which is what do you do come the trade deadline? And I'm going to talk about it once again. And uh, just so that way I can sell you the point even more. But before we continue, I want you guys to have some energy and be healthy while doing so. So looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We got through the holidays. And I know your New Year's resolution is to eat healthier. If you're looking uh, for some advice, you got to try built bar once again. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but Bilt Bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're very healthy. I can't reiterate that enough. Only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about Order your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Also, check out Built Bar on Corey LaJoy's hot rod come the nascar season that's set to take place very soon and now i want you guys to make some extra cash super bowl is fast approaching and we at locked on are really excited about our new sports betting partner because they're the number one sports book in america it's FanDuel. and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better they have so many great features and making betting uh sports fun and easy download FanDuel now and you can bet super bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spread to who will score a touchdown. So you know the drill. Head over to our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please always remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so basically I gave you guys my opinion as to what, what, where do I see the New Jersey Devils going come the postseason. So when I say they're not contenders, I'm not saying they're not a playoff caliber team. I'm just saying, like, can they legitimately win the Stanley Cup? Personally, I just don't think they're ready, and it's not a knock at them. It's just like they don't have the experience, and we need to see what they do in like a seven-game series, do or die, especially when teams are making adjustments. And if the month of December proved anything, is that, you know, the Devils can still – they still have a lot of work to do because we saw them play against some of those uh, tough opponents, including the Boston Bruins, who I just said minutes ago are probably the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. And we, we saw them, how they closed out games or how they didn't finish. And that was my overall concern for a devil. So I'm not trying to say that they're not a playoff caliber team, but when it comes to cup contenders, I just don't think they're quite there yet. And don't even, please don't come at me because remember at the beginning of the year, realistically, what were your expectations for the team? Would you say that's a Stanley cup uh, roster? Would you say that they were, they, they could be in the running to win it all and just, uh, shock the NHL world because if they do it'll be the probably one of the biggest NHL underdog stories in history quite honestly and I call them the we believe devils for a reason but uh yeah so my my expectation for devils going into the postseason just get out the first round and go from there now how should they approach the trade deadline because that's the overall question mark because I'm sure some of you are going to say like Trey, of course, they're not ready quite yet, but that's why you aim for someone like 
Brock Besser, Timo Meyer, Max Domi, wherever the case might be. That's why you aim for some of those players come the trade deadline. My overall thing is simply this, similar to what was released on the Pucks and Pitchforks website uh, not too long ago, the Devils don't need to make a splashy deal. So if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, yes, Timo Meyer would be a great addition. Brock Besser would be a great addition. I'm not against the New Jersey Devils making a move. In fact, I know they're going to make a move, but it doesn't have to be a big trade. So why don't you look for a player that's low risk, high reward? So that way uh, you have nothing to lose, but you have everything to gain because that's what's been successful so far this season for Devils. Because remember what I said during the course of the offseason? They were looking for Kevin Fiala. They were looking for Alex DeBrinkett. They were looking for Johnny Goodrow. They were looking for Matthew Kachuk. And what happened? They didn't get any of those players despite being so close to obtaining, I think, Matthew Kachuk and also Johnny Goodrow. Because Johnny Goodrow was trying to get a deal done with the Devils. And then Ryan Ovazinski, when he was on this show for his first appearance, he said that the Devils actually did have something planned with the Calgary Flames during the course of the NHL draft. But something got pulled at the last minute. And thus, Matthew Kachuk stayed with the Calgary Flames just a little while longer. And then ultimately, he was dealt in August to the Florida Panthers. So it's just like the Devils have had their history of like swing for the fences and then people saying, oh, oh, they missed out. They're going to suck or the Devils are never going to get a big name player or whatever case might be. Not my words, other people's words. But um, I just said like they got Andre Palat, they got Eric Kala, they got Brendan Smith, they got a few other pieces, including Vitek Vanacek uh, during the NHL draft via trade with the Washington Capitals. So the Devils just looking for those players that might fall under the radar and quite honestly, have the, that low risk but high reward factor, I think, can pay huge dividends for them. So I'm just going into more detail as to what I was talking about a couple episodes ago, which is the Devils don't need to make a splashy move. So if they don't get Timo Meyer, if they don't get Brock Besser, will I be a little disappointed? Yeah, because who wouldn't want to have those players on their roster? But let's not repeat what we did during the course of the offseason. It's not the end of the world. And the Devils are still going to be a good team either way because – our ultimate goal, just get to the playoffs. And I think we're more than halfway there in that regard. So uh, don't, don't lose uh, sight on the prize. And the ultimate prize for the Devils is just the playoffs. So I, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald and, and if you can't get a deal done with the San Jose Sharks or the Vancouver Canucks or whatever the case might be, then just go for those uh, trades that fall under the radar. And then come the offseason, you'll have a better sense of how to construct your roster, how to build your team, and then you can compete for the Stanley Cup come next year or maybe the year after, whatever the case might be. I'm not rushing the process because the Devils have taken 5, 10, whatever the case might be. They've taken like 5 or 10 steps above uh, their rebuild ladder because people were projecting for them to finish bomb tier in the league just because uh, they, they didn't have a good offseason. They were pretty much rolling with the same roster that they had last year with the uh, subtractions of obviously someone like P.K. Subban and obviously uh, their goalie situation was terrible. People were underestimating Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, and also Nico Heischer. So people were just saying that the Devils weren't going to be that good, but they exceeded the expectations. So that's my thing for Devils, and that's how I think they should approach things, which is um, come the trade deadline. If you can get Timo Meyer, that's great and all. So I'm not going to be against it. And but at the same time, if we do miss out, which is a real possibility, let's not let's not fret. Let's not bug out, and let's just continue doing what we're doing, continue to win, and then come the offseason, the Devils. I think they're still going to have a decent amount of money. They main priority: re-sign Jesper Bratt long term, 
go from there. And then uh, I, whether or not you want to extend someone like Mackenzie Blackwood, Damon Severson, Miles Wood, whatever the case might be, that's up to you. But personally, uh, that could give the devil some room to basically maybe sign someone else or go for a trade, whatever the case might be. So I think the devil's best bet to build a championship uh, contender, like a, I'm not saying a playoff caliber team. I'm talking about a true contender for the Stanley Cup and to win everything, to win it all and be the last team standing. I think their best bet is to construct it during the off season. So that's my opinion. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 and the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.